Hello there, lollygaggers. We got another week on tap here. You know, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little late. Uh, had I done that a week ago, we'd have had a lot more fun. But, you know, that's neither here nor there uh, with the time capsule. Uh, as always, this is Lollygagging Sports. I'm Bo Reed along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. Uh, quick p- uh, housekeeping uh, note uh, for everyone. We are uh, not going to be doing a show next week. We are going to be in the middle of holiday shenanigans with family and friends. So this is the last show, Samantha, of... 2022 we're getting ready to kick into 2023 and all kinds of nfl goodness yeah very exciting um hope everyone enjoys their holidays so a little bit of holiday content tonight and then we're all going on vacations um but we will of course be back in the new year um so many more shows to come but we're, we're taking a, le- a week off i you know we all got Christmassy stuff to do and family stuff to do. I personally will be leaving the country for a little while. Um, so, excited <laughs> awesome. about that. Well, okay, so uh, obviously we've got some NFL to talk about. We're going to hop back in the time capsule a little later in the program. But first, let's talk some Christmas meals, shall we? Because, you know, we have a, a running segment uh, where we, we take your favorite movie and we just take a close look at it. Like, you know, uh, for example... The shark was really big in Jaws. Okay. We're going to do the same thing with Christmas meals. We're going to take a look at some traditional Christmas entrees and beverages and point out things that we may like really about them or in most cases not like about them. So uh, let's kick this off. Samantha, the first thing on the list is eggnog. How do you feel about eggnog? No. <laughs> that's a, that's a no pass. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if somebody took like a vat of like half and half and then dumped a raw egg into it and then poured <laughs> a cup of sugar into it and it still doesn't come out tasting like, I don't know, cookie batter or something like vaguely less of that. I don't, it's bad guys. It's bad. Like it's like <laughs> milk that's kind of gone off, but also that someone filled with sugar. It's bad. It's why, why? Um, was this a staple before we get to Irby? Was this, a, is, was this a staple when you were growing up? Did, did was there always a, a, it was always some weird Christmas, thing like this ceramic bowl that just had this thing of vat of basically a vat of eggnog is what it was oh yeah so first of all yeah weirdly always served out of like a crystal punch bowl that looks Thank like you. somebody's grandma would have it or the like stereotypical thing where someone would spike the punch you know at the high school dance in the movie even though i've never seen a punch bowl at a dance like ever because who would drink out of that but yeah no i've never seen it like my family doesn't I've never been into eggnog. Like there was never any eggnog around, but but they had it at. I you know if you're not familiar with the Episcopalian Church, um, you know mostly what we do is holidays. We have a holiday party and we kind of forget about that we exist for like a year, um, unless there's a wedding or a funeral. But you know we do the holiday party is big, and there was always this big honking. And again, the crystal bowl probably someone's grandma literally brought it in. Right with the ladle, you know, and this big honking <laughs> bowl of eggnog sitting there, and nobody touched it. And I think when I was like, I don't know, maybe nine or something, I decided to try it, like because you're thinking, I don't know, milk sugar—that sounds kind of good. No, 
not good. It had also been sitting out uncovered in, you know, like a, a church rec room for hours. So I'm sure that didn't help, but having giant parents don't plan to. You know, that's actually one of my favorite parts of Christmas vacation when he goes in with the moose cup completely without the ladle, just skips the ladle, goes right for the moose glass. And I remember, like, you watch it, like, that is such a break from decorum. you got to use the ladle. So you kind of freak out about that a little bit, and then you realize, oh, he's freaking out about something else. <laughs> oh, boy. Irby, how about you? How do you feel about eggnog? I Well, first of all, Bo, he's having a full-blown conversation with Cousin Eddie. So totally understand skipping sure. decorum and just jumping straight to the... Uh, <laughs> Cousin Eddie is a the, big skip of decorum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm with you guys. I know, no hard, hard, hard pass on eggnog. Um, this is one of the many, um, foods and a lot of these following Christmas time, um, where it's like two things, you know, eggs. Yes. I will do eggs, milk. Yes. I will do eggnog. No, definitely not. And, um, yeah, the combination, I just cannot, Smith, I love your bringing in cake batter. Yes. I feel like that is in there too. I just, no, I, but, but the interesting, what I do res, have appreciation for, not respect, I shouldn't say respect because I hate eggnog, but what I have appreciation for eggnog is that it is like the Houston Astros or the Green Bay Packers of Christmas food. You either love it or you hate it. There is no middle ground. It is full-blown love or full-blown hate. It's true. That's true. Um, I'm not really sure exactly, and I, just let me explain this. I'm not exactly sure where I fall into the love it or hate it because I distinctly remember, you know, growing up, my grandfather, my mom's side, would put a, basically a full bottle of Jack Daniels in his eggnog. Now, of course, I didn't partake in that until I was much older. But once I did, I suddenly changed my opinion of eggnog, mainly because there was so much Jack Daniels in it, it lost its eggnog consistency. Like, it, 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 was, it was no longer eggnog. It was just Jack Daniels with cream. And I enjoyed that. You, you have just answered for me how you can make eggnog worse, which is to add alcohol. <laughs> See, I'm the other way. I don't mind it, but it's got to be like 90% oh. whiskey. <laughs> well, yeah, because then it's just whiskey that you drank out of a dirty glass. That, that feels okay. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't know. Does that make me an eggnog fan or no? no? I'm thinking not. No, it just means you're willing to drink whiskey out of a dirty glass, which, by the way, some of myself. Not judging. <laughs> uh, <but. laughs> okay, next, next on the list, and this is a few things. We're just going to encompass it into one. Um, mold things, Samantha. This is the year where we seem to mold everything. I, yeah, I I know this this goes back to sort of a tradition of you know giving it some hot drinks to you know like your, your peasants or whatever while they work the farm like you know sorry we made you work eighteen hours a day every day up until Christmas like but here's some hot wine to make up for the fact that you probably lost a few toes to frostbite while tilling the land. Um, so, okay, that's great. And then somewhere along the way, we all decided, like, hey, hot alcohol, that sounds great. And then, like, let's throw, like, a fistful of cloves and a sprig of rosemary and, like, maybe half an orange into the top of it, too. Like, I, it smells good. I like how it smells. I like those sort of very Christmassy spices. But, like, I don't, I mean, I'm maybe I'm the wrong person to say I don't like wine, like, 
at all, ever. I, I actually super hate it. But you know how you can make it worse? By heating it up. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Also, cider, which I also don't like. So again, probably not the right person to ask. But you know how you make it worse? Heat it up. Irby, <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern here with Samantha on the mole things. How about you? Where are you on this? Uh, yeah, you know, the only the only love I have for mold wine is Glühwein, um, and that's thanks to one Dwight Schrute um, speaking up his Glühwein. But uh, other than that, no, I'm I'm not. I, I just, like, like I, I do. I, I prefer um, in the wine area, I'm more of a red than a white. I, I like a little more of an oaky wine, a red wine. So, so in an infused red with... You know, different fruits and spices normally would have me going, okay, I'm curious. And then I would immediately see someone heating it up and do the exact same thing. Go, no! Why? Why? Why'd you do that? No. Sorry. If I, I guess I need like, you know, aged mold wine so it like is no longer warm. Just leave it outside, let it cool off. I can't. No, so sorry. Sangria, basically. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and see, I'm not a big sangria. I'm more of a little bit. So yes, this is this is not this is not my thing. No, I will take my wine, mix the mole. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys on this. You know, I will. You know, for, for if if I'm feeling a little like you know fluish, I'll, I'll I'll make a hot toddy. But that's about it with me and the and the warm alcohol. I will be doing as as I always do every year. My true, it's a traditional. What's well, a tradition now? It's not a traditional drink because I don't do the same thing every year. I will tell you this year is going to be white chocolate and peppermint martinis. That's this year. Last year, I forget what I did. Um, we'll see what I do next year. Uh, moving down the list here, Samantha, is, is one that's probably been on this list for quite some time. Really since, since the first one was ever created and I'm assuming it was created because someone took all of the fruit and all of the jello in the, that was left over and they said, let's, let's combine this into one thing and call it a fruit cake. That seems to be the thing every year. And somehow these things are still around. They, they have been the butt of every joke since we were kids, probably even before that. And they're still here. I don't understand that. I, yeah, I'm a little confused as to who is buying these. Like, I mean, we'll get into, like, if you think the ingredients of a fruitcake are bad, like, wait till you hear what's in a plum pudding. Well, we'll get to that in a little while, and then, you know, <laughs> when we talk about our own uh, <laughs> Christmas traditions. But, I mean, look, it's like, nobody likes it, right? Everybody makes fun of it. Everybody has made fun of it forever. Like, I'm not sure, like, I understand the origins of it, I guess I'll probably get more into this when we start talking about plum pudding, but like essentially it's something that you can preserve, right? Like you could mail this to someone or give it as a gift, you know, back when you had to take like a horse cart to go visit your family and it would take you like three days to go like 70 miles. Like you needed something that could like withstand a trip. Right? And that's what fruit cake is. It's like somebody took all the stuff in their kitchen that like if you just baked it all together would hold up for a while. But, like, the density of those things, like, I mean, they're heavy. Have you ever actually held a fruitcake? It's oh, yeah. It's heavy. It, like, yeah. It, it, if you're strong enough. Fruit, nuts, to... 
syrup, like, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, like, you can hold the door, you could use it as a door stopper, like, you probably knock somebody out with it. That's like, where I was going with it. Up, <laughs> right. if, you, if you were strong enough, you could knock, you could do some damage to that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Irby, you don't like fruitcake, do you? Nope. Okay, nope. Cool. We're in agreement. Uh, I, yo, I, yo, if the fruitcake lovers, um, go ahead and mute your mic for the next 30 seconds. I, sorry, there is not a fruitcake picture out there that I have ever seen in a recipe or wherever, in a magazine, wherever, or someone actually made it, where I don't see one of two things. One, it looks like cut up gummy worms on top. <laughs> Or two, it looks like a skateboarder skinned knee after falling off of a trick. Ouch. So, yeah. yeah. Nope, nope. Can't unsee those. Can't, no. I, and again, this is another one of mine. Fruit, yes. Cake, yes. Fruitcake, hell no. <laughs> I'm with you guys. Fruitcake needs to, needs to just die. It needs to go. Nobody likes it. Move on. Go find some, some, some other, I don't know, planet to terrorize. Uh... Two more. We're gonna. We're each gonna do. You know, Irby and I, of course, are from Texas. Uh, Samantha, you are from Ohio. So you want to let's start with you. I'm assuming this is the pudding you've been mentioning, the the regional thing to your area. Yeah, this isn't really regional. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with Ohio. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm from Cleveland. We don't really identify as being from Ohio. Fair enough. So um, <laughs> also, I have not lived there in a really long time. And, my family has never really partaken of the traditions that go along with Ohio. What these guys actually asked me to do is explain Wasp Christmas to them, um, which is fairly common in the Northeast and is certainly the way that my family celebrated. So um, anyway, Wasp Christmas um, involves a lot of patterned dishes, um, weird things being mailed from France to you, um, these sorts of things. Um, But one of the sort of traditional um, British foods that shows up frequently at Christmases such as ours is like a, I mean, you've heard it called figgy pudding probably in the songs, and figgy pudding is a variation of it, but it's actually just a Christmas pudding, which is, I mean, if you're familiar with British culture, pudding means dessert, essentially. It's like, you know, the pudding course is the dessert course. It doesn't necessarily mean a literal pudding, as in like a bowl of vanilla or chocolate pudding, like it would, you know, if it came in a box from the people who make jello the way it does in America. So pudding is just dessert. And this is definitely not the consistency of a pudding. It looks more like a fruitcake. Like when you see it, actually what it really looks like is half a ham, which is deeply disturbing to me. Um, It's quite solid. Like, and it it seriously looks like half a ham, which would be fine if it were a ham, but it's not. It's a dessert. So I did want to share with you guys because I looked up the exact recipe for it. I don't know, like my my mom doesn't really get it, you know, like the least have it at my grandma's house and stuff, and I don't know. I think they ordered it, actually, probably from Fortnum's um, in London. <laughs> so nobody there baked it. But I, I did look up the recipe, and guys, let me tell you, like, this is not good stuff. I've never actually tried to eat it, so full disclosure, um, I, I did not actually try this. But here are some things that go into a plum pudding. Um, interestingly, there are no plums in a plum pudding. So just putting that out there. There is Off to a great start. (laughs) Mutton stock, currants, raisins, something called sack. I don't even know what that is. Sherry, 
Um, and it is stiffened with brown bread. So there's like meat fat, dried fruit, nuts, sugar, and bread. And it's all mushed together into this sort of like squishy cake-like thing. Sometimes they put rum in it and light it on fire, you know, if you're going for the, the spectacle or whatever. Except you can't get enough rum into something like that to just make it taste like rum. So it doesn't help. It just makes the whole thing more squishy. And it looks like half a ham. It's disgusting. Yeah. I'm telling you, you don't want this. Like, um, but people really did eat this. Like, this would have been on the table for, like, you know, it's not, again, we'll go back to the thing you give to the peasants, you know, the mince pies and stuff that you go hand out to the, the people who till your land or whatever. Like, no, no, this was on the proper table. Like, people actually liked eating it. Like, just meat mm. juice. Mm. Meat juice cake. It's, Why? It, Why? Th this... Uri, this sounds like a bastardized version of a bread pudding. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a cross between a fruit cake and a bread pudding, and then some meat. Just throw some meat in there, of course. Um, of course. Well, of course. I mean, you got to have some minced meat. It's Christmas. Irby, any right. thoughts on this? <laughs> Except in a minced meat pie, there actually is no meat. So go figure that. Oh, of no course. Plum pudding. Well, there, so. well, there's no plums in a plum pudding. Is there plum in? There's no plums in the plum pudding. Are there, are there right. plums in minced meat pie? Because that would make there perfect could be. sense. Because it is, yeah, it's like fruit and nuts and sugar. So technically, there could be a plum in a minced meat pie. So. <laughs> All right, Irby, what are your thoughts here? Like we're in an episode of the Da Vinci Code here, like we're deciphering what this all means. Like, wait a minute, no plum in this, but it's in here. That in the limit, I. Uh, yeah, sorry, Christmas pudding, hard pass. Um, couple of the things you mentioned in there, sure, maybe by itself, but no, the overall. I okay, I'll, I'll I the shape and set it on fire. Okay, so I'm here for the spectacle of basically it looks like a volcano, right? Like we're we're basically creating yeah, a volcano. Yeah, like so I'm here for that. It's rounded off at the top. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. lighting it on fire part, but you know you can also do that with like a tart. Like an apple tart. Yeah. Like but see, but see, I'll eat the apple tart. So let's let's let's, let's cook, let's cook this thing and burn it, and then we don't have to eat it, and we can eat apple tart. <laughs> but you can burn the apple tart and then eat it. <sighs> I know, but if we eat the apple tart and it's already done beforehand, then we can watch the figgy pudding burn. While we you enjoy sort of burn stuff. <laughs> I sort of yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here for, and, I, and I'm thinking about my son and my nephew, who all would be very excited if it's like, hey, we're going to burn something at Christmas dessert. What? Yeah! Real fire! <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, Irby, let, let's, let, let's finish off with one that we came up with, uh, which, you know, it's not just Texas. I mean, this, this is everywhere as well. So I guess it's not, these aren't, either one of these are regional. But this, this is what we came up with. Uh, the Jello mold. Now, I've got a couple of problems with the Jello mold. First of all, they somehow made Jello not good. I'm not sure. I think it's because of the flavors. They never use the good flavors. It's always this really awful, gross flavor of Jello. And the molds are always so basic. It's basically like they, they toss it all into a butt pan, and that's how they mold it. Like, can't we, Samantha? Can't we just make this more fun? Can't we have better molds? Than a Jello mold. I I mean, yeah, I don't understand 
why it is that like jello is fine and then you put it into a mold and, and it's like not okay anymore like something bad happens to it in that format but but i would agree with you that like you know at least from an aesthetic perspective like why do you not make one that's like we have cake cans shaped like all kinds of crazy things right so like why don't you make like i don't know like a christmas tree shaped one or something, or a Santa Claus yeah. shaped one. I mean, at least then it would look nice, even if nobody wanted to eat it, you know, especially if it's one of those, you know, the jello salads where, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes it's just fruit or marshmallows and you're like, okay, I don't really want this, but whatever. But like, some of them are really gross. Like, I've seen ones that have like hot dogs and carrots in them and stuff. Like, who would eat that? Who would eat that? Why? It's so weird. I think that might be a Midwestern thing. I don't know those Jello salads with like the pretzels and the slices of hot dog and like cheese. Like yeah. I don't know. There's something seriously wrong with like it's the same culture that creates casseroles, um, which I don't want anything to do with either. So <laughs> I mean, no, no. I mean, no. I mean Irby, I love a good hot dog more than the next guy, but I don't think I want to put it in a in a Jello fruit marshmallow salad, especially adding cheese. I, I'm confused. I and that's what the Jello mold wants you to be. They want you to be confused. Um, fun thing about this is that it's difficult to find uh, consistent recipes because you can literally put anything in here, and and I think we've all seen it. I had the one um, my grandmother who cooked many many wonderful meals for some reason felt the need to always have the orange buttermilk gelatin salad mold that looked like something from the Blob. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's like, it's one of these things, like, like, seriously, like, anyway, you go look at the orange buttermilk gelatin salad mold, look this thing up, and you look at it and be like, why would you make a child eat that? Like, like, any child, any normal child is going to look at that and go, no, like, like, even, like, almost annoyed at their parent, like, you really need me to say no, like, like, you really need me to, like, I will full-blown fit on this thing, I'm not eating this thing, and then, oh, then, I had another one where it was an aunt that always made the like the sky blue colored one. I don't even know what it, it was in there today. I don't want to know. Um, but yes, any any matter of vegetable, fruit, nut, seed, gummy bear, hand grenade. I don't know. All these things are in there, and I'm out. I wonder. I, we would have to Samantha. We'd have to figure out the exact candy we could do this with. But like, if I was really going to do a Jello mold. Then I would do some sort of like fake, like some sort of like candy shaped crowbar and act like you're sending it to somebody in prison. Like that, that's where I would go with it. Oh, like baking someone a cake with a file in it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, I mean, that is where I think, isn't that what they serve in prison? Like jello with no sugar in it or Probably. something? Maybe it's Kool Aid with no sugar. It's like somebody told me this one time. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. When they were talking about the Kool Aid, because, you know, me, I'm like a weirdo and I like, without sugar um but i don't know if it would work for the jello it does seem like a prison food though the jello malt oh boy all right any final thoughts you want to toss any honorable mentions samantha um gosh okay i'm trying to think of anything else that's like terrible that got served at christmas i mean well the casseroles again the casseroles like, why do you need to put everything in one dish and bake it? Like, why? Like, it's so bad for you. It doesn't taste good. Like, I green bean casserole. It's like onions that came out of, like, a tub. 
and green beans that have been cooked like 17 times longer than you should cook green beans and then you're gonna like pour a bunch of crap on top of it and make it bad for you like why do people want this I don't know I, I'm sorry I know that's like the southern thing you know, like, I can't Ooh, I love me some creamy casserole like, that, is oh. my, that is my jam oh. on Thanksgiving now Christmas not so much but Thanksgiving that is <clears throat> my jam I don't like anything that comes in a casserole form. if it says casserole I'm out I'm not eating Ugh. Irby any, any uh, honorable mentions for you uh, yeah, trifle. Not a, not a trifle guy. Um, I, there just seems upon layers, upon layers, upon layers. I'm not an onion. I'm not a trifle. I don't have a lot of layers. So, no, not, not, it's too, too much, too much. And I'm somebody that will do, a lot of times my wife will make dinner, um, or whatever we're making for dinner, and I'll look and like, wait, what do we have? One, two, three. Yeah, throw all that in a bowl. I'll just eat it. But a trifle just seems to push push that limit of like, no, I don't need twelve things, different things, too much, too much, you know, combination of flavor. See, I'm a, I'm a, uh, all about Rachel Green's trifle, you know, the the half trifle, half shepherd's pie, all about that. That is perfect for me. I'm Joey. Ah, uh, yes, the one that tastes like feet. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into the NFL. We've got some games on Saturday. We've got some games on Sunday. Uh, the big one on the docket, Samantha, that we're going to talk about before we hop into that time capsule. Uh, Eagles at Dallas, which has changed a little bit thanks to Dallas's meltdown in Jacksonville. Uh, so the division is was already pretty well Phillies. Now it, it would take a monumental something <laughs> to happen for Philly not to win the East. Let's talk about why Dallas still needs this more than Philly, though, because uh, Dallas, of course, clinched a playoff spot with Washington's loss on Sunday night. So they're in the playoffs, but they're not. This is two straight weeks now where they have played like the Cowboys we've seen before that choke. Uh, this is the this is the type of this playing like this is why they don't make it out of the first round of the playoffs. They're going to have to go to a division champion uh, if they if they mess around. It's gonna it's not going to be that NFC South team. So how important do you think this is for Dallas coming up Christmas Eve against Philly? I mean, in terms of wins and losses, I mean, like you alluded to, I don't know that it really matters all that much. And it probably didn't even before this last week because we all feel like this guy went right? Like we all kind of knew that. It was extremely unlikely that Dallas was going to come back and end up winning the division. It just didn't seem like it was going to happen. But, and they're both in the playoffs. So, okay, so nobody, technically nobody needs a win here, right? Nobody needs a win. But I think for Dallas with, a lot of issues coming up a week ago and a situation where like we know you know they have these clunkers every once in a while it's just kind of how dallas rolls they do that but they've had a couple of them this season which is concerning to me so i think some of it is it's not even so much about needing the win from like a record perspective as it is the like dallas needs to like straighten up and fly right right like some of that's just about getting your confidence back and but you need to kind of demonstrate, I mean, even if we throw out the idea of seeding, because like mm-hmm. you said, you're not getting the, you're not getting the NFC South teams. So your seeding is probably not going to help you that much, but like you need to play better um, <laughs> to instill some confidence in, in your own team and in your fans and whatnot. But also, like, you're going to get booted by like a, a not very good team early on in the playoffs if you play the way you did last Sunday. So we need to see them play better. And I think it would mean a lot to the team 
and just sort of the way that we look at them, too, if they can go in there and get an upset of Philly, and especially Philly being down a quarterback. Now, there's really no reason why Dallas shouldn't be able to do that. I'm not saying I think they're going to, but this is the kind of opportunity where you can kind of re-legitimize after a week where everybody's kind of scratching their heads and going, well, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> How much of this do you think is the, the injuries in the secondary? Because there was the defense that really was the eye-opener. Against Jacksonville, I mean, like this is this. I mean, they're yeah. all they're all what third stringers throughout throughout that secondary. I mean, obviously the pass rush is fine, the linebackers mm-hmm. are fine, but that secondary has been absolutely decimated. And I, I think that might just be what we're seeing, and not necessarily a clunker, but the depth has just been stretched to the point where they can't do what they did just a few weeks ago. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, to be fair to Dallas, like, we've given Buffalo a pass a couple of times because they were so decimated by injury. So it's only fair that we kind of give Dallas some of the same consideration here and say, like, okay, this wasn't just like they went out there and choked. Um, now, we can, you know, good teams find ways to win and blah, blah, and, and they still should have beaten Jacksonville, regardless. Oh, yeah. They should have been able to put enough points on the board. The rest of that defense should have taken care of business, like, not excusing the loss. But you're right. It's not just like they came out and let the bed, you know, like yeah. <laughs> chicken scream <bay>. Like it's <laughs> it's not just they didn't show up. I mean, there there is a, a pretty significant injury issue, and, and that's going to continue to be an issue, which is probably the bigger problem. And it's definitely going to be a problem against Philly on Sunday. Yeah, you know, and the bad news uh, for the Cowboys, Irby, is those injuries that we're talking about are season-ending. Like, they, they are getting these guys back for the playoff push. Yeah, yeah that's a, a big point because you're at the moment now with, um, and we'll start with Dallas, but this does apply to both teams, where it's time to get right. It's time to get healthy. It's time to take a, get, take a week off and get yourself ready for those games in January. Uh, and that's where Dallas is out because we're we're now with what happened um, with Philly holding out and beating Chicago and Dallas falling short or you know Noah Brown bumping a pass for a pick six um, <laughs> because of that yeah Philly's going to be more than likely again none of this is set in stone both teams are in the playoffs but let's let's go and put it Dallas is going to be the five Philly's going to be the one so Dallas which I think is hilarious that both teams have, like, the same number of possible opponents. Like, Philly, you know, it could be a whole score of teams. Dallas, it literally could be anybody in the NFC South. All four teams are still in the conversation, and that is horrifyingly awesome for the NFC South. But for Dallas, it is at that, you know, it's time to get healthy. It's time to focus on those games that matter in January because you're not going to catch Philly and what happened this week kind of solidifies that. Can you win this game? Yes, and I think that's where this is huge with um, Hurts sitting out and Gardner Minshew being in there in Philly. This is a game that Dallas regardless of that, it doesn't matter. You need this just to to get your confidence back. This is a very important game for Dallas and I believe it's their last home game <laughs> for what potentially could be quite a while. So, so you need to kind of end this just running home on a, on a big, nice little punch and get that 11th win and, and just start feeling the confidence that you had back when you crushed Minnesota 40-3, to when you beat up on Indianapolis, even though that now we realize is really not that important because 
behind her head Philly was good. The Colts are going to give up 30 points in the fourth quarter anyways. That's what they do. So, for Dallas, no, it, it's it, it's a weird combination of this game kind of is important for you to get the W just to feel good and got yourself again, and that's a weird thing. But it's also about getting healthy because I, I a lot can happen, but this feels like these two are on a crash course for each other in January. Well, that's provided Dallas can make it out of the wild card round, which I am very much suspect at this point. Samantha, let's pivot over to Philly. Uh, this is the last test, really, for them uh, before we get into playoff time in January. Um, what do they have left to prove? Like, what, what are we still missing that we need to see from Philly that we haven't seen so far this season? Well, I mean, at various points, I think we've seen everything we need to see from Philly. But we've also seen a few things trip them up. And, and generally speaking, these are sort of short-lived problems or things that kind of came up and then they adjusted and it was fine. And, and we're in a bit of a different situation now, you know, because Jalen Hurts is out and, and Gardner Minshew is going to come in. So this will be sort of, I guess, an interesting test of that. But we're assuming that Hurts is going to be okay for the playoffs because we're going to have to assume that until we know otherwise based on the, the diagnosis and, and what the team is saying is that they do expect him to be back and ready to play in the postseason. So, okay, we can say, well, this is a good test. Well, we've seen Gardner. So we know what he can do. We, we love Gardner, right? Like, this is great, and it's, it's fun, and, but it doesn't really mean anything. So, to me, I, I think you're just looking for, like, okay, well, where have they struggled at various points in the past? Well, like... I want to see how they deal with defending a tight end. That's something I want to look at. I want to see what they do against a heavy receiver set. Because these are things that have caused them minor problems in the past and that have put them in a bad position. And they're the kind of things that good teams that plan well and have the personnel to do it, which is, well, with the exception of whoever wins the NFC South, pretty much everybody who's going to be in the postseason, right? So there are a few things that I think Dallas does well and, you know, including those things I just named off, but Philly has struggled with it at a few various points, and this would be a very good opportunity to show that you can shut that down. Irby, how about you? Anything you need to see from the Eagles? <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I, I This is a weird team for me that I get concerned for them in some of these, these, these tight games because – well, they have a winning record in these tight games. You've been in some fights that you should have been taking care of business. That's the Chicago's of last week, and then Green Bay not long ago, and Indianapolis. I know at the time Indy was close to 500, but they are who they are. Um, so it's, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, and, and Samantha makes a great point about, like, it's, it's those little matchups of this Philly team. I, I, this has been a... Okay. These are professionals. This is the top tier of football, so everybody is a legit football team, and teams each and every week can win games. With that said, this is about as cupcake of a schedule. Um, they, they have not had to deal with anybody really punching them in the face this year, and so that's what concerns me about this Philadelphia team is that you're going to have that matchup come the the postseason, and, and I go back to, it was about five years ago, uh, five, six years ago, a Kentucky Wildcats basketball team that was undefeated through SEC play, regular season, all that, all the way in the tournament. 
and they and it was you know it was their five freshmen. They had all these freshmen, these one and duns. They haven't lost a game. They are riding high, and they faced a Wisconsin team that was full of a bunch of juniors and seniors. And what happened? Wisconsin came out, popped them in the jaw, and it was amazing and scary for the Kentucky fans to watch. The end is that they didn't know what to do. That they were down with minutes to go, and they literally had no clue what to do. And that's where I worry about Philadelphia is, is when they get into a dogfight against a good team that knows how to win because they've been in dogfights already. But you've been in dogfights against, you know, Matt Ryan and whatever's going on in Indianapolis. You've been against dogfights against Aaron Rodgers by himself. You've been in dogfights against a Chicago team that doesn't even throw the ball. So when you get into a dogfight with a team that can play on both sides of the ball, that's where this changes. And they haven't had to do that this year, and they will get their chance. It will happen because that's what's going to happen in the playoffs. So I don't know. I This Philadelphia team can definitely represent the NFC. You know, they've shown the powerhouse in it, and the defense has shown that the, the numbers on paper look good, but it's by no means is it fraudulent. I'm not going to call a one-loss team fraudulent, but at the same time, I'm looking at this going, I, I, I don't know. I don't know because they haven't been in a true battle that we've seen some of these NFC teams, we've especially seen throughout the AFC. All right, Smith, anything you want to add there before we pick it? No. All right, who do you have? Cowboys, Eagles. Eagles. Minshew Magic. <laughs> I saw that coming. Irby, how about you? Uh, I'm going to take the home Cowboys here to pull this one off with uh, with Hurts out, uh, with the embarrassment the last two weeks against Houston and Jacksonville. I think Dallas kind of puts it all together. Um, that record is not utterly fraudulent from Dallas. That is a 10-win team, but I think this is one that they figure a way to, to get the win against Philly here, but doesn't really matter too much. <laughs> All right. You know, I was looking for my quarter. Uh, I don't have it handy. Uh, so I'm actually just going to have to pick one here because I never know which Cowboys team is going to show up. Unfortunately, I wish I did. Uh, I'm going to take the home Cowboys um, just because I, th- I just, I, I just in general, I think these two teams split their season. And then when this one's over with, Dallas has Tennessee – and I think Washington to close the season out. They're both getting ready for the playoffs. One's going to be the East champion. That's going to be the Eagles. Cowboys are going to be anywhere from five on down. So we'll see where we go from here. All right. That wraps up the NFL for this week. It's time for that time capsule, Samantha. Uh, what year are we going to go back to? Now, just a quick refresher. We are taking something that an NFL team hasn't done in a while or something that hasn't been done in a while in the NFL. We're going to take that year, and we are going to go back and take a look at what else was going on throughout that calendar year between the years 1980 and 2010. So, Samantha, what do you have for us tonight? All right, so this isn't something that hasn't been done in a while. Um, this is actually more along the lines of sort of similar to the last one I did where it's actually the first time mm. something happened. Right. So I'm going to tell you what happened, and we'll let you guys take a crack at what year it was. Um, but So this was the first time the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl. They got a couple of them, but this was the first one. And, and pretty quick after they 
I want to say when that was, after they were stolen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> after that they was, stopped being the Browns when Armadale ran away in the night. So, uh, does anybody want to take a gander at what year this was? Now, keep in mind, because it's the Super Bowl, it's going to be in the year after the season right. that goes with it. So, All right, so this was Trent Dilfer beating the Giants, right? That's correct, okay. yes. What year was that, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. This is this is before some kid named Brady started making Super Bowls. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. right, right before that, actually. So then, this is right. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, no. one. Okay, I was gonna say two thousand or two thousand one. Yeah, cause right, I, because the Patriots win the Super Bowl the following season. That's the beginning of the Tom Brady era, right? right? Yes. Right. But um, but this is this would be the 2000 season, so the 2001 Super Bowl. Got it. Um, and that's the Ravens. And Bo, you were right; it was over the Giants, uh, 34 to seven was the final score. Mm-hmm. Anybody know who the MVP was? Is not trying to build for us. I, it's probably um, Ray Lewis or Ed Reed. Yes. It's the defense. Ray Lewis, okay, yeah. I figured it was their defense. Oh, it's definitely their defense. (laughs) Yeah. I'm blanking on there was another pass rusher, too, but whatever. (laughs) And the the halftime show, um, this is sort of, some of it makes a lot of sense and some of it doesn't make any sense, but this was Aerosmith, Britney Spears, Nelly, Mary J. Blige, and NSYNC. Wow. Uh, what Aerosmith was doing with the rest of those people is a little confusing. <laughs> but, you know, otherwise it kind of makes sense. I mean, you know, this is very, very early 2000s, except for Aerosmith, which seems to be like 90s. But, you know, they had to have somebody for, for the olds, I guess, at the time. Um, all right. So, who won the World Series in 2001? Ooh. 2001. That was the year that the Diamondbacks came back. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Kim, the closer for the Diamondbacks, blew what two leads? Bing Young Kim, yeah, blew two leads, two leads in Yankee Stadium, and they came mm-hmm. and they came back to Arizona, and it was it was the Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson show that uh, Luis, Luis Gonzalez wasn't right. he the winning hit? He had the winning hit, yeah. I can see little I, little blooper right over second base. Yeah, I can actually see that hit right now. And, and the way he celebrated the second he hit it, because he knew it was it was going to be the World Series clinching hit. Yeah, so very, very good, Bo. Um, that that was, yes, Arizona over New York. And you mentioned uh, Randy Johnson and Kirk Schilling, who were, of course, co-MVPs in that series, which, uh, are, really, are we really allowing that? But there was a good argument there, and the Diamondbacks, of course, win 4-3. to three. Um, NBA? NBA Finals that year? Ooh. Anybody, anybody? Oh, boy. 2001 Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, my, my safe bet is saying Lakers because that's the Kobe Shacker. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like. Um, 2000. I don't. Was, it against, was that the one against the Pacers? No. The one time the Pacers made no? Okay. No. Um, hmm, who else would have been good around that time? Yeah, who would have been good around that time? Um, who came out of the East? Was that the Nets? They had a run in there. No. 
Dang it! <laughs> Although you're closer. Um. <laughs> okay. So the only other was theme. It Philly? Oh, oh yeah, yeah with Iverson. Iverson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Philly. yeah. Allen Iverson yep. and the Sixers. Yep. Yeah, of course the Lakers won that four to one. Shaq was the MVP. Um, really won a game. <laughs> anybody? They did. They snuck in a win. Um, anybody? Uh, NCAA champion that year in football. That was BCS, right? Yeah, yeah, that's early days BCS. Early yeah. days BCS. So yeah, this is not a contested um, or unclaimed. Right. I guess I should say we're we're post claimed versus unclaimed now. So okay. Ooh. I mean, I'm gonna guess this is this is during the Miami runs. There you uh, go. Florida oh, runs. You got it. Yep. Miami. Miami. So Miami. then Miami would have beaten would have started the, the season as number one, but Miami ultimately goes on to win that. Then they would have, if it's Miami, that means they beat Nebraska. Correct. So, okay, so we've got all, I think, the big, oh, one, well, one more, one more. Who won the Masters that year? 2001, that's Tiger, isn't it? Tiger. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Very good. That was, was that the first one? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. That was that was when he started his tear, where he ended up winning like like all of the major tournaments within a calendar year, not the same season, but a calendar year. And Greg Norman was a horse's ass and said it didn't count as a Grand Slam. That was right when he was starting that. Well, it does. Well, Greg Norman's never really done anything to annoy people, right? Not even <laughs> lately. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, well, he is right about that, but like. Really need to come out and say that. Right? Yeah. That, that's that's, that's that's my point. Like, like, come on, man. Let, let, let him have but his that's, that's Norman. That's like um, for anyone that watched any like the World Cup stuff, seeing Alexi Lawless talk. Like, it's so obvious the guy was jealous that he didn't get any of the publicity these people have. Like, it's unreal the jealousy. Greg Norman's the same. It's like, dude, just shut up. Golly, <laughs> <sighs> don't talk. All right, well, a couple other interesting things of note that happened that year. Um, iTunes was released that year, um, as was the iPod, which is the greatest technological invention of all time. R.I.P. iPod. I miss you. I love the iPods. I miss you. That's been taken away from me. Me too. Me too. Um, Also preferred the Biasong for a dollar as opposed to streaming format. So I realize that it's not economically as advantageous to the consumer, but I liked it. So very sad to see those things go. But this was the year that they started, um, which kind of makes sense because it's also the year that Napster finally shut down. um, Napster. Goodbye, Napster. Um, Very, very sad. They were finally shut down by um, slash Metallica. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Wikipedia also started this year. Oh. And this was also known as the Summer of the Shark, um, after there was a an unusually high number of shark-related fatalities. So I believe it was the most since the the very infamous you know 1916 shark attacks on the East Coast, uh, where there was like a rogue great white going around. Um, by the way, go read Close to Shore if you haven't read it already. It's amazing. Um, it's about the 1916 shark attacks. Oh. Such a good book. Highly recommend. Beautiful piece of narrative nonfiction. Um, so, but yeah, um, also in 2001, 
lot of sharks out that year too. Um, <laughs> and then of course, an average house in the, in two thousand one cost one hundred thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, gallon of gas was a dollar forty six. Oh, so pretty cheap. <laughs> Pretty cheap. Um, but then there's the important stuff, which is that a pound of bacon costs three dollars and twenty two cents and a pound wow. of coffee costs three dollars and six cents. Wow. So both of which are now like eleven dollars. Yeah, I I think every time I see these I, I realize how like disproportionate the <laughs> price inflation is on certain items. Yeah. Like the coffee in particular. Um, seems significant to me. I mean, I realize they're probably talking about like a like a can of generic grocery store coffee, which is, of course, you know, probably not what most people are buying. But still, um, that is significantly less than what you would normally pay. You know, even now, it's like I don't think it's increased in any way that is proportional. So interesting stuff. So, all right. Now that we have established. That you can eat an entire pound of bacon and an entire pound of coffee for less than ten bucks. Uh, Sounds like a good Friday let's, night. Let's yeah. talk about some movies you could watch while you did that, uh, <laughs> while you're eating your bacon, yes. and drinking your coffee. So interesting year for movies. A lot of good ones in here. A, a lot of uh, lollygagging favorites, as well as some bizarre stuff. But uh, <laughs> all right, who, who wants to take a crack? Two thousand and one. What what do we got so here? This is a. Uh... This is my first year of college, and I had nothing to do and no money, so I, I feel very confident that I can slay a good amount of these. Right. But how did you go to the movie theater if you didn't have any money? I Because you hit that matinee okay. <laughs> with a college oh. ID. Yeah. Hit that matinee with that college ID. Fine. You know, it was oh. like buying a pound of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 2001, where are we at in the Star Wars prequels, and The Matrix in 2001. Nope, neither one. Neither one. No. Star Wars, uh, you would have, we would have, we were right on Attack of the Clones. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, keep that, keep that, keep that, that fantasy mindset going, and you're going to get some good ones. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah, fellowship. fellowship no, now that is probably like this is definitely number one overall, but it probably would have been because that came out about this time. Like it was the last week of December. So did it break the top ten? Uh no. Uh well technically it did. It was number ten. So Okay, okay. So that's still that was it, was it number ten. because yeah, all those movies they came out both like it all December two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three. So it's probably like 2002 would have been its top 10 would have been a lot higher. But yeah, no, I, oh, come on, man. Fantasy, where are you just at? Is this your segment or mine? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to help you out. I was at Universal. I'm guessing Harry Potter was one of these. Oh yes, now, you tell him. oh yes, Harry Potter. So 2001, that would have been Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the beginning where it all began. Yes, <laughs> very first Harry Potter movie. Wow. Woo. So you got number one, and you got number ten. Um, we're a little short on time, so I'm not going to make you get all of these. But uh, let's see if you can get a couple of them. 
There's um there's some sequels in here, one of which you guys are definitely very familiar with, the other one and not so much. There's also one that kicked off a series that's pretty popular. Oh, you know what? Two sequels in here actually that I think you guys can get. Um, as well as some odds and ends of like very weird stuff. So does anybody have any other guesses? Would you like a hint? Where where's everybody at on this? Oh, I, I've got some good guesses, but I don't want to like pop them all off too fast. <laughs> All right, well, why don't you give us a few of them then, since we are short on time okay. this evening. So, go ahead. So what you got. Two, 2001, this is also the year of Shrek. Yes. Oh. That's number this two. This is the year of The Fast and the Furious. Uh, good. I have, that's an honorable mention. That was actually number two. Okay. But, yeah, original, so that's the first Fast and the Furious. This yeah. is the year of the original Ocean's Eleven. Uh, yes, also did not make the top 10. That was number 13. Wow. Okay, all right. So then this is also 2001. Oh, oh, yeah, the love story that really shouldn't have been. Uh, Pearl Harbor. Yes. Um, oh. Which I yeah. saw, but I'm pretty sure it was a terrible movie. Um, that was number six. It was awful. Oh, there's a great, like, 20 minutes in there of the battle. <laughs> with yeah. this love triangle. Yeah, everything else is a love okay, triangle. Okay, the only thing I hate... I, I hate both love triangles and, like, war scenes, so this is, like, the ultimate terrible movie to me. Yeah. So I'm told it was bad, which I wouldn't like it even if it was good, so I did skip that one. Um, what else have um, you got for me? So this would have been the second of our, the lovely, wonderful Brendan Fraser's The Mummy Returns. Yes. Yes, that's one of the sequels I was hoping you guys would get. Yes. Oh, I just got my boys into that not long ago, and they are yeah. fans. Is that they are fans. Love, love the mummy. Is there, is Outstanding it, stuff. Is there the an, was also good. Is there an American Pie in this year? Uh, there is, but it is not anywhere near the, the top grossing. It probably was the second one. Yeah. Yeah, the first one was like, yeah, that was, yeah. Good job, Bo. Um, okay, yeah, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. First was ninety nine. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, oh. Okay. Terrible, horrible, god awful film. But I wonder if it's top ten. The Mark Wahlberg version of Planet of the Apes. Oh, very good. I did not think you guys were going to get that one. Yes, Ooh, that is in there. I, that was number eight. Yeah. Uh, pretty solid soundtrack. Um, thought Estella Warren was pretty hot, although that was a supermodel who literally made one movie, and that was <laughs> because she was terrible. I, I didn't even know this movie existed until I looked. I, yeah, it's it's everything you've learned about science and time travel. You'll watch that movie and go, "The hell are y'all doing?" <laughs> um, let's see. This is too. Early. Okay, you, you said other sequels, right? Uh, yeah, there are two other sequels and one that's sort of a companion piece hmm. in the top ten. And then one, oh. um, you got one of the animated movies, and I need another one from you guys. Oh, so, well, the, I, uh, Pixar. Yeah, so you got Shrek. Shrek was DreamWorks. Is, Mo- is it Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, they are Monsters, Inc. Oh, good job. That's wow. Movie. Monsters, Inc. <laughs> Oh, that's 21 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was number three. So now oh, you man. guys have gotten one, two, three. You're missing number four, number seven, and number nine. Um, four is a sequel. Seven is a more than a sequel, and nine is a, the one I was calling a companion movie. It's not exactly a sequel. 
It's a horror movie. Okay. Oh, is this... Is, that what, is hey. Jurassic World 3 in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's number seven. Okay. Very good. The companion one, uh, is, is that when they remade Texas Chainsaw? No. No. Okay. No. This is more, it's not a remake either. It's a companion. Companion. Okay. <laughs> and it's a horror movie? Mm-hmm. Companion. Horror movies were released in 2001. I, the companion parts, but I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, we have yeah. talked about in a past installment of this, the other one. Um, we talked about it at one point. The one that's... Oh, like, is oh, is this Jason? Is this... Uh, no. No? No. Can't be how... No, of course not. No, what am I thinking? That's the 80s. No, it's not a slasher. <laughs> it's a different kind of horror. It's not a slasher movie. Okay. Hmm. Oh, there's like, oh. Slash, there's some slashing involved, but it's more of a oh! psychological You got it? Horror. Yeah, this is Hannibal? Yes, good job. Whoa! I just watched that, the, like, a couple weeks ago, too. Golly. Yeah, that was number nine. All right, so Hannibal. just one more. This is a sequel. This is number four. This is, like, an action comedy. I've never seen it. Is it a Rush um, Hour? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, Rush Hour oh, 2. Rush Hour 2. <laughs> okay, so you guys did great. You got all 10 of them. So good Damn. job. Damn. Um, well done. I do remember something from college. Honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. This is like, I was like, I don't know what I was doing. Did I watch a lot of movies in college? I guess I did. I did. definitely saw most. Before, hold on. Before you do your honorable mentions, there was one I wanted to say, but when you were saying sequel, because oh, it's not a sure. sequel. Sure. Um. Sure. Doom Raider? Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. So we said, you know, Fast and Furious was 12, Ocean's Love was 13, Tom Tomb Raider was 14. Um, wow. Right, not a sequel, the original Tomb Raider. Um, they made a couple other, terrible sequels. <laughs> um, Castaway at number 16. Oh. Wilson! Uh, legal, legally Wilson. at number 22. Legally Blonde was that low down? Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Wow. Uh, Miss Congeniality, number 39. Uh, Moulin Rouge, number 44, which I thought that would have been higher. Wow, me too. Um, wow. I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, and then number 56, Zoolander. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and then, of course, moving on uh, to the, the musical uh, stylings of the year 2001. Um, there was some good music released around this time. None of it made the top 100 list. Oh, um, and it definitely didn't make the top 10 list. So this is not a great selection of music, I will be honest with you. Um, I, I certainly found plenty of things that I like to listen to then, and none of them are on this list. So um, I think you can get most of these. I just don't know if you want to go like listen to them after the show. Probably not. You know, sometimes you hear these and you think, I'm going to go listen to that. These ones, most of these, probably not. But uh, anybody anybody have any guesses here? Um, I don't think there's anything in here, in the top ten anyway, that is connected to any of the movies. So Does, does that include Moulin Rouge? <laughs> yeah, that's, you're thinking about Lady Marmalade. Uh, that was number yeah. 24. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. Okay. What about... What about I've got one. <laughs> What, what, what about the yeah. Super Bowl halftime performers? Are they on the top ten list? Ooh, ooh, good job, um, Bo. 
Let's see. I uh, don't think any of them are. Of course not. <laughs> Good question, Bo. No, and I need to, no, I mean, that we need to remember that for the future. Hey, were these a half-punch But Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that, too, because when I went in looking at the billboard for this year, I thought there was going to be a ton of, like, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, yeah. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. There is none. Wow. You know, I'm not going to do well here, then. Uh <laughs> I've got one, and it's just because uh, a few years ago they played in our local town's uh, annual festival. Okay. That would be Lifehouse's Hanging by a Moment. Did you cheat? No, no. I just know my I know my Lifehouse. Literally, the, that was the number one song that year. That was number one? <laughs> that was the most embarrassing thing on the list. Like, I didn't even remember that this band existed. It's such a bad song. Like, it is. Like, nobody's gonna get this, and of course, why is that on number one? <laughs> based on like some weird, obscure connection, like <laughs> I know, like you're like, yep. Who thank you, festival at the switchyard. <laughs> oh, so weird. Oh, wow. I but bet they did. I bet. No I bet they didn't have another song in like the top five hundred. <laughs> I mean, did they? Yeah. Did they ever even have another single? What? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked that was one. I figured they were near the top because that song got played way too much. It did get a lot of um, like soft rock station here, but that's true. Ugh. Irby, I'm going to need to see your browser history for the last 10 minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out how he knew the because of, No, it's just, honestly, it's just because they played at the Festival of the Switchyard in Carrollton. It's every November. And it was a couple of years ago they played, and I, Amy and I went, and we listened to it, and I just remember that connection of like, wow, that was turn of the century when I was in college. And then it felt old at the time, and now I feel even older. Literally the weirdest, like you said, it's been the weird, odd, like like a slumdog millionaire kind of connection here. Mm-hmm. So weird. <laughs> so weird. <sighs> um, but no, outside of that, the only thing I'm going to guess, like, this is so 2000, two, two, not 2000, 2001. So this would be Destiny's Child in there. Uh yes, there is one. Um, I think they, I think this album came out the year before this. Um, so this is it's at number ten, but it's probably the one you're thinking of because it's the first hit. So the I first guess it's hit hung so, around because it definitely. Did I say came my name for this? No, it's, it is. I forgot. Um, it's independent woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, okay. So the, the early two thousands was also kind of like that that alternative rock and grunge. Is there any Black Cherry? Is there any the Medium? Um, any of that on there? Are those songs or bands? <laughs> <laughs> oh, think about what little teeny boppers are listening to. That's fair. Black Cherry. <laughs> That was, like, that was like an alternative rock band. But this is also... So, no, I'm thinking more. This is kind of the, the transition from, like, the hip-hop pop era. Yeah. Yeah, there's a okay. lot. It's almost all, like, hip-hop pop. There are oh, like, this is... Like, okay. just straight pop. Song. Is there, a, like, no... a Gwen Stefani in here? Yes. It's a duet. Okay. Um, it's, yeah, it's not No Doubt. It's Gwen Stefani and someone else. Gwen Stefani is someone else. It's definitely like a pop hip hop song, not a all rock song. 
did she team up with in 2001? Yeah, that's... Uh, it's somebody who didn't really do a lot of their own stuff, but was always on other people's sites. like a feature. She was a feature <laughs> on a lot of things. Yeah. Sure, I'll do one with you. Sure, I'll do one with you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's in a lot of... I think she was connected to, like, the West Coast rappers because I remember she had a part in, like... Um, some of those, like, the game and, and people like that, she would have been the, the female feature on that kind of stuff. Okay, so the hip-hop pop, she's I'm going through Gwen and... Uh, oh! Uh, uh, the, 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 yes. Called. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's the one. It's called Let Me Blow Let Me Blow Your Mind, yeah. <laughs> Stefani and... No clue. Eve, Eve, guys, Eve. I remember nope. that one well. Um, no, he's like, I don't know that. Uh, but yes, but you know the song. You got it right. Um, okay, so let's let's see if we can't get a few more of these, and then I think we need to to call it a night. Uh, but you're you're in the right genre there with that sort of pop hip hop there. So think about people like that. Um, more female artists than male artists here this time around. Okay. If that helps you. Um, so then probably a Jennifer Lopez in here? Yes, very good, very good. So this is, like, super early, like, Jennifer Lopez, like, pre-Ben yeah. Affleck. Ooh. No Shakira. No Shakira? Dang! No Mariah Carey? <laughs> no Mariah Carey. Um, this is like that, no, no, this is like that weird period where Mariah didn't uh, She didn't exist. really do anything until, yeah. like... Yeah, this is like her... her <laughs> She, that took, she took some time off. Yeah, and then she yeah. comes back later, like in like 2007 ish or something. <laughs> she, she does reappear. Um, but yeah, this is Mar- Mariah was, was on hiatus uh, during yeah. this time. So um, Mariah, Mariah had to take a break so that J-Lo. Is this, is this too early is for Avril some... Lavigne? Ooh. Uh, too early. Too early. Yeah, that, okay. uh, more like 2002, 2000. What about uh, Nelly? We have some Nelly in here. Uh, no, he was one of the ones who was in the halftime show. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. You did ask that. Dang it. I'm sure he's on the top. He's in the top 100 somewhere. I'm sure, but he is not in the top 10. Hmm. What about Eminem? Any, any Eminem in there? Uh, no, but there is a song <laughs> that was sampled in an Eminem song on this list. Oh. Oh, I should know this. Yeah, it's sampled in Stan. So, but I'm actually looking for the original song, right. the original artist. Oh, I should really know this. I was such an Eminem super fan back then, but it's but I haven't listened to this this music in a long time. Um, damn it, this is gonna really. Right, I'm just gonna give it to you guys. Yeah, go um, ahead. <laughs> so that one, that's number eight. That's Thank You by Dido. Uh, oh! Okay, wow. The J-Lo song. Um, Damn it. So that one, J-Lo, that's number five. It's J-Lo and Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. Anybody know which song it is? J-Lo and Ja Rule? Ja Rule. <laughs> Before the fire festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ja Rule. Hey. <laughs> Guest stars in Fast and Furious. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, was J Lo music in two thousand one? Come on, Irby. I, I, I actually I didn't listen to J Lo. I mean, I, you see me with my life house and Destiny's Child. Come on, that's, 
I guess independent woman. I, I need a, I need to figure out a male one on here. Like, I just, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is like part. This is something you would have heard at parties a lot. At least I remember hearing this at parties a lot during college. So like, I can't get over how unique and terrible Jaw Rule's voice is. That's why I can't focus on what was. It's not Jenny from the Block, is it? No, but no. that's around the same time. That is, yeah. So I don't think that was that big of a hit. This was like a huge, overplayed radio track. Oh. Oh. Um. Oh, I'm real. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good job. Good job. That's yeah. number five. Okay, so we're missing two. I need something three, else, so that's going to be in my four, head. six, <laughs> and nine. So we're missing a lot of these. All right. So um, <laughs> hmm, I'm trying to figure out which ones I want you guys to get. I would like you to get number four. Um, that's really the only one on this list that isn't pop hip hop. This is just pop. Um, and this is a band, but is. I don't know if they're still around, but they did last a long time after this. And they had another hit, like, maybe two years before this. Um, All-male band. Um, very overplayed. This song was used on Dawson's Creek. Um, not a boy oh, band, right? Ooh. Not a boy band. Oh. Okay. You, you, you hit me with Dawson's Creek. What the hell was that? It has some kind of weird lyrics. To it, like some of the lyrics don't make a whole lot of sense. There's a mention of a soy latte in it and fried chicken. Um, kind of cringy lyrics. Melody <laughs> good. Lyrics maybe not so much. Uh, this band seems to have some trouble with that. Um, maybe. Train guys, train. Uh, train. Oh, uh, <laughs> drops of Jupiter. Yeah, there drops you go. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right, I'm 21 let, years old. I better let you guys off the hook on this. Um, since, since we're, we're running. You're better at movies. I will give you the rest. You guys are much better at movies. You guys, you guys really nailed the movies. You were 10 for 10. Um, anyway, in your defense, there was a lot of good music out at this time, and none of it is missed. It's amazing to me. <laughs> so, it's incredible. Yeah. It wasn't, even for pop, it wasn't that bad of an era for music. Like, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and but not getting the airplay, apparently. Um, so number two uh, was Fallen by Alicia Keys. Number three, oh. All For You by Janet Jackson. Yes, she is still around at oh. this time. Um, then we jump to number six. Oh, you know what? This one is also not hip-hop. This is another band that I would put in the same category as Train. Uh, Matchbox 20. If oh. you're gone. Oh. Oh. Not, not I forgot about Matchbox 20. Yeah. yeah. I did, too. I mean, I, I think s- most of their stuff was more like the 90s. And then, well, there was that album with Santana with that song with Rob Thomas and Santana. It yeah. was like a year before this, I think. <laughs> uh-huh. um, it's a much better song than this one. But, um, and then, okay, you got seven, you got eight, you got ten. The only one left is number nine, and that was Lenny Kravitz's again. Oh, wow. This was the Lenny Kravitz era? Yeah. <laughs> or, or one of also, them? This was also a big year for Shaggy. Remember that song? It oh, yeah. Me. It wasn't he, me. He clocked in at number 12, but he had a number of <laughs> that one on her. So I was like, oh, I thought I saw you on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't me. I was one of the few songs that I could pinpoint to this exact year only because it was playing in the bar on the night I met my husband, which is this year. Um, that was the song that was playing in the background, which is the only reason I could pinpoint that song to an exact wow. time and year. 
Um, but yeah, it wasn't me, Shaggy. They had another song on that album that was pretty popular too. What was that one called? Yes, yeah, Angel. Angel, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, yeah there you it was go. Like a riff on it was like almost like sampling what the, that old song, Angel of the Morning. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was a good year for Shaggy. Shaggy had a very good year this year. He had two two top one hundred hits. Wow. Uh. Well, okay then. <laughs> so good year for Shaggy. Good year for Tiger Woods. Not a great year for, well, it was a good year for Lance Armstrong, but later that he was stripped of the title that right. he won this year. So, you know, 2001 tradition, okay. Later, not so much. But uh, anyway, so that's that's the 2001 time capsule. Um, it's funny how sometimes the more recent ones are harder. Um, it is, we, yeah. We did better. Like, well, you guys did great on the movies, but the music, I mean, I think we have done a lot better on pretty much all the music ones we prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Anyway, 2001. I don't know my pop, and I'm not necessarily complaining about that. <laughs> no, it was, it was a rough year for pop, apparently. At least for the pop that was getting a lot of airplay. Um, it's true. This is not a is good this, well, and that's, Okay, so why are singles, like, what is it that makes them popular at the time? Because, like you said, this is the beginning of the iPod. But if nobody had an iPod yet point you know what i mean okay like, this is still cds and napster you know and obviously no one was making any money off of napster so this yeah. is cds so it was you're buying people buying you are you were a napster i was a LimeWire, which is basically oh, like giving your both. computer cancer yeah. i think we started i think we started on napster and then I, moved to LimeWire. yeah we we, <laughs> we moved to LimeWire once napster was shut down yep yeah Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually had a meme about that the other day. Said to my friends, like the kids, kids today will never know the struggle when you started a download. Would say this will be done in thirty nine years, four <laughs> months, eight days. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I remember, I remember illegally downloading movies and just have them download all night long. You wake up in the morning like, sweet, I got the movie. <laughs> I don't think I ever tried to download a movie. I never did. I didn't spend. I mean. The number of hours uh, lost, we were lucky that we were in college when that stuff was really popular, because when else do you have the kind of free time where you can spend like six hours sitting in front of your computer, searching Napster, and like downloading like three songs? Mm-hmm. Like the dedication that it takes to get three songs, and it takes that long, and also to not pay for them. Like, not from not speaking from a moral standpoint. I'm speaking from the standpoint <laughs> of when you have more time than money. Like, normally you'd be like, I'm not sitting here for six hours. I'll just go buy it, you know. But when you're in college, you've got six hours. You might not have 14 bucks. So, you yep. know. So, for you, a college just... ruined it for everyone. Were you just, like, one version of a song? Because I was the one I would do, like, I would do, like, four downloads of the same song. And then immediately listen and be like, okay, that's a good one. Delete the others. Oh, I forgot about how some of them were, like, corrupted or whatever. Yep. No, I was, like, the eternal optimist with those things, and I would be, I was perpetually disappointed every time I got one that was bad because I would get all excited that I had new songs, and then it was, like, crushing to me when one of them was, like, defective or whatever, or the ones that just don't download no matter what. Like, uh, the things you just can't find, you know, the things that you feel like should be there and they're yep. just not there. I well, and the one that I did a lot is movie trailers, and that's why the this year and if we, and if we do two when we do two thousand two, I'm gonna be able to hammer down the movies because I just remember watching the trailers way too much. Oh yeah, see, you're this is like me with the movies 
from like 1993 or whatever, or 94, uh-huh. because I was in it, because I was reading Entertainment Weekly for some reason when I was in middle school. <laughs> um, so like cover to cover. So even though I hadn't seen them, I knew all the movies. And this is going to be your trick for the movies of these two, because, oh, isn't that so weird? <laughs> Some yep. strange childhood hobby. Um, <laughs> we'll give you this, like, hyper-specific, I can do everything for these three years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about the years before? Not a clue. I'm out. Nope. No idea. Exactly. <laughs> all right, well, good job, you guys. You're great on the movies, great on the sports. I think you did an excellent job on the songs, considering what we had to work with. So it was a, good, it was old, good time capsule. Um, interesting to see how the other more recent ones go. If we struggle with those as much, or if this was just like a really, really like weird ass year. <laughs> it very well might have been just a weird year for music. All right, <clears throat> that's gonna do it for us. We're out of here. Until next year. That's right. We're off next week. We'll be back in, in the first week of 2023 to start breaking down the playoff picture in the NFL. But until then, it's about that time for some bowl games. Might want to give those a gander. While you're listening to the show, give us a like. Give us a review. Give us a subscription. Help us out with that algorithm. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Go.